Moncrief on News Talk. Now, you will have heard a lot about the artificial intelligence program Chat GPT, both how it can get things wrong and how it can be useful. For educators, though, worries about using it to cheat are obvious. But is it too late for that? Patrick Hickey is a teacher who already uses it in his uh, classes in Bohabui in Cork. Afternoon, Patrick. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? So have you decided it is too late to try and, you know, the, 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 the horse is gone? No point shutting the gate there's at this the, point. The, the, the genie is out of the lamp, Sean. Um, the, the, the new era of learning, life, work, it, it, it is with us now. Right. And so in what ways do you use it in the classroom? Well, I suppose, like, uh, I began using it before Christmas. And I suppose I did the usual kind of stupid things, you know, ask it to write love poems to my cats. Uh, it's fair of a swear word, that kind of thing, like, you know. And I think a lot of people would engage with chat early on. That, that's how they used it. Mm. But I suppose the more you get into it then, and I suppose what I realized was, you know, it is an incredible classroom assistant. Uh, now, it, it does have its failings, and I'm sure we, we, we'll get into those as, as, as we go along, like, you know. But in terms of, I suppose, what I would call the grunt work of teaching, you know, designing lessons, coming up with ideas where you have to sit down in front of the scariest thing of all, which is a blank piece of paper, and wonder what's going to happen. Chat, chat can help with, with, with that kind of thing immensely. Absolutely. And, but I suppose, you know, the, uh, the, there is that worry that, that, that teachers and parents would have that, you know, uh, kids will be tempted to just take everything off it and just use that in their exam questions or essay answers or any of that kind of thing. How, how do you kind of maintain that balance with them? I thought, like, Sean, like, since, since God was a boy, uh, children have, or, or students uh, have copied homework, right? They've gone to other sources that could be their best friend or it was as long as we've had internet, that's, that's a quick, a, a quick, a quick subtraction line and a copy and paste, you know? Um, I suppose with chat, you know, it's not going to go away. AI is with us, you know, in, in every part of our lives, you know? So it's very important that, I suppose, from a, from a school point of view, that we teach students how to use it responsibly. Yes, they can go to chat and ask us to write an essay, you know? But I suppose, and I am a history teacher, and in Leaving Cert History, we students have to do a 1,500-word project, you know? Mm. And that was one of the first tests I, I did of it, like, you know, can it do this? So I, I asked it, write me a 1,500-word essay on uh, Malcolm X. And it churned it out, and it said, here is a 1,500-word essay on Malcolm X. Now, to look at it on the screen, I kind of said, that's not 1,500 words. So I did a quick spell or a word check, and it was only 800 words. <laughs> but it, it, it is so assured and confident in itself. Mm. It would give you the impression that that was the essay. Now, the, the actual essay itself, I read it. And I know that there was a piece today, and I suppose these kinds of articles where you're talking about examining boards in America and teachers, all that stuff about copying and plagiarism, that debate was going on in America in December. And I suppose we're here now, early April, and it's, it's starting here now as well. But I can tell people, from my own use of it, you know, uh, that essay wrote on Malcolm X, uh, it wouldn't get a H1, it wouldn't get a H2, it would struggle for a H3. Right. You know? So it will write an essay, but from what I've seen, not, nothing of any great quality. 
but of course that's not going to stop students using it. Yeah, no, and but as you alluded uh, to earlier on, it gets things wrong. It it does. I again, I'll tell you a, a bad one <laughs> or a good one. I I have a leaving such history class this year, and I suppose the the, the moon landing would be a bit, it would be a big topic. And um, I suppose I'm always pushing my students, you know, bring a little bit of extra reading to your uh, to your topics, what I, what I would call knowledge bombs, you know. Try to go beyond the standard account. And I suppose the standard account most students who write at the moon landing is Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and he said, one small step, etc. Mm. So we asked chat in front of my students, you know. Uh, we, I said, no, we, we push chat, you know, can they give us extra information maybe about the scientific aspect in terms of geology, that kind of thing. What else did they do on the moon? And it gave its answer. It, you, you'll never guess what it left out. It had everything but the actual planting of the American flag on the moon itself. <laughs> now, well, I got on to chat, and I, like, you, like, and I suppose you, you, you talk to it as, this is the scary thing, Sean, you talk to it as if it's a person, and I said to it, you know, you're supposed to be clever. This is a terrible error. Sean, it apologized to me, came back with a different answer, and actually included an extra point. Right, okay. Yeah, because just today, before we came on air, I, I asked it who I was. And it got some things right, but it also said that I was the author of The Sneaky Chef, How to Cheat on Your Man in the Kitchen, which was published in 2012 and written by yeah. a Missy uh, Chase Lapine when I, uh, when I looked it up. So uh, some, some of the mistakes are, are quite and so, baffling. And it, and it said it with a great air of confidence. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, sure, you did, you, you did that work. Now, the, the, at the same time, though, I would imagine that, as, particularly for the for younger students that you're teaching, it, it, it would ha- it would be helpful in kind of bringing history alive to them. Oh, it is such a game changer. As, as I was saying to your researcher there, uh, I'm teaching with twenty plus years. Unfortunately, the plus is getting uh, getting bigger, you know. But uh, I suppose I, I would have started off with chalk and talk. We'd have moved on to PowerPoint. Um, the internet arrived, you know. But we know of a, a scenario, and I did this though before before the holidays. You could actually bring George Washington into the classroom as a ghost, mm. or a medieval knight, and set that up. Ask chat, or well, actually, you tell, you prompt, and it was Sean. There was a time we used, uh, we used to say that there was an app for that when the, when the iPhone came along. Today, now we're going into an era where we'll be asking people, is there a prompt for that? Um, you've got to ask it the right question. So I asked this. You know, you'd ask it something like, um, you are the ghost of a medieval knight. Uh, tell us about your training, your life. And of course, you're teaching a first year class. Tell us how you died. They love that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, so he was there in the room with us. Um, the text flashed up and we could read his story. And then students could chip in and ask him questions. Was he married? Had he a wife? What was his name? I felt so, like they, I, I felt so rude. You know, we forgot to ask him his name. Mm. And when we did... He actually said, "I forget my name." You know, <laughs> that when you when you when you pass on those kinds of details, don't go with you. You know, that's fascinating stuff, Patrick. Thanks a million, Sean. Uh, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That's uh, Patrick Hickey. There, uh, he's known as LC History Tutor. Uh, on Instagram and uh, as we were saying there a teacher in Boharpui uh, in Cork Moncrief weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.